As the U.S. stock market wiped out $1.6 trillion September 13, 2022, inflation, recession reaches new highs. We are at 40, 50, 60 year lows. Healthcare insurance up 24%. In January 2022, overall energy prices rose 27% per year, including fuel oil up 46.5%, gasoline up 40%, crude oil plus 60%. So, is gold still the best hedge against currency collapse? Protect your retirement savings book. Safeguard your IRA or 401k with this little known IRS loophole. Go to birchgold.com backslash money 911. For expert info, I want to introduce you to Philip Patrick. He's a precious metal specialist and spokesman for Birch Gold Group. He's born in London and earned his degree in politics and international relations at the prestigious University of Reading. He spent years as a wealth manager at Citigroup in London's Wall Street before taking his current position with Birch Gold in 2012. All right, Philip. So in January 2022, right, the overall prices rose 27%, right, including mm-hmm. fuel, f- what is one at 46? And I'm sure these are old numbers, right? Electricity up 10.7, gasoline what, must, must be at plus 40 or 50 now, right? right? Plus, yeah. 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 High point. yeah. And these, these are probably low numbers. I got it from a July article, one of your articles. Mm-hmm. So. My whole thing has been safe money for 32 years. And, I, you know, I've been in the insurance side of the world where you never lose your principal. But at this point of the Money 911 world, I see that gold is still the best hedge against currency collapse. Is that what you think? Absolutely. Um, you know, gold in this climate, gold's always been important, right? It, it creates stability. It maintains buying power over long periods of time. So as an asset to hold on to buying power, it's always been very important. Today, though, it's more important than any other time than I can remember. And, and there's a couple of reasons why. So one is the nature of our problems today, right? What do we have, as you mentioned, and absolutely correctly, probably the biggest problem, we've got inflation now at 40-year highs. We also have currency devaluation. We have bubbles in the markets. These things are a major problem, right? For anyone who's sitting in cash or sitting in stocks and bonds. But these same problems are positive drivers for safe haven commodities, right? When stocks go down, safe haven demand goes up. People flood towards gold and silver. Look at 08, right? Stocks dropped 50%. And within 18 months, gold and silver had doubled. When inflation rises, everyone knows what that is. It's when things become more expensive. The technical definition of inflation, though, is the rising cost of commodities and services over time. Well, gold and silver are commodities. So by definition, as the cost of living goes up, they move proportionally. 
And then we've got the final one, and this really answers your question, and that is currency or dollar devaluation. Gold is about the best hedge against the dollar. And the reason being is that gold and the dollar have an inverse relationship. So when the dollar goes down, gold goes up. Now, just to explain that, because I think it's very telling, gold's buying power remains consistent. Gold is a store of value, right? The example I always give, if we went back to biblical times, one ounce of gold bought 400 loaves of bread. Today at four and a bit dollars, one ounce of gold buys 400 loaves of bread. So it's not gold that's changing, right? It's the dollar, right? So when we understand that, the whole concept is simple. If gold is just staying the same, but the dollar is weakening, we need more weaker dollars to buy the same ounce, hence the inverse relationship. So anyone who's looking to protect against a declining dollar, gold is the most direct way to do it. Very efficient. That's fabulous. You know, there's a real tricky thing, and I don't know it like you know it, but, you know, a few years ago, I... And maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but are they keeping the prices of silver and gold low right now intentionally? Because they're not moving like, you know, normally when the market goes down, they go up, but it seems like they're being suppressed. Am I correct? Look, I think silver w was subject to some manipulation uh, from 2011 till 2019. Some of the big banks got their wrists slapped for, you know, dummy trades or spoof trades. So that was specifically to silver. Gold, I think, been manipulated, but I think it's being done by proxy, right? So I'll explain. Gold is essentially a safe haven asset. And that means when times are tough, when markets are correcting, gold goes up. But what the government have been doing is stepping in and propping up the market. So I'll give you a real example. In, 2000, in 2020, stocks dropped about 40%. I think it was towards the end of March. Gold went ballistic. Gold went from $1,500 an ounce all the way up to almost 2100 and this was in a short space of time as stocks were coming down then what happened the federal reserve stepped in and what they did was they pumped 6 trillion dollars of printed money through the economy right our debt in january of 2020 was 22 trillion by august it was 28 trillion they saddled us with huge amounts of debt and the idea was to try and drive the stock market up and it did that it drove stocks up. They recouped the 40% downside. They moved back into positive territory. And obviously, the safe haven buyers that were in gold, they were saying, hey, look at this. This is great. And they jumped in. So I think gold's been manipulated down by the Fed, the government manipulating the stock market up. But here's the thing. They can't really continue to do it anymore because inflation is too high. The more money they throw into the economy, if they keep rates low, it's going to fuel inflation. So I think this is a very, very good climate for gold, and I don't think they're going to have the ability to manipulate in the same way that they have. Oh, that's good to hear. I mean, when you hear that the Treasury Secretary say, oh, whoops, we didn't get this figured out, right? Uh, yes. I mean, well, we you know, right. And most people, they're not really paying attention. And, you know, I've counseled thousands of people in 32 years, and you know what shocks me is when they come in, I go, okay, what's in your 401k? And, and, and or where's your 401k? And they go, oh, well, it's at, you know, so-and-so place. But they don't know what's going on with it. And most people don't really understand that it's in a Wall Street casino, right? 
Yes, you're right. But look, you have the, the benefit. You spent the last 30 years in this. You were in the industry. Same with me, right? I was a banker. Now I'm in, in commodities. So this is something that we're experienced with. Most people, they're teachers and doc, you know, things that are much more valuable for society <laughs> than, than my job, just to be very clear. But the point is, their expertise lies elsewhere, so they're reliant on third parties to manage and, and to do things. And you're right, most people don't understand the exposure they have and things like that. It's just the name of the game, and that's why we rely on third parties. But the problem is, a lot of the time, third parties are in, you know, self-interested, right? Financial advisors get paid if the money's with them. People that sell gold get paid if they sell gold. So I think shows like yours are so important because what it does is it gives people the information, the education to go out. I always say, listen to what everyone has to say. You take it with a pinch of salt and go with your instinct. So these shows are really important, which is why I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. And it's such an honor to have you here because I'm going to have to have you back because I have so many questions, but I'm just doing a 10,000 mile overview because, right, there's so much to wrap around because you know, what little I know about what's happening and, and the powers that be on the planet that are moving the whole system, right, to collapse a dollar, to get rid of paper money, to go to digital. And I hear that they have a digital coin they want to introduce in December. Is that correct? Look, that there's a lot of speculation. Rumors, will it, yeah. yeah. Will it come in December? I don't know. I'd be surprised if we had a new currency in a few months. But are you correct? Is the, is, is the government wanting to move to a digital currency? It certainly feels that way, right? Everything in life is turning digital. So I think currency is a natural progression. But then you look, what are they trying to do? They're beefing up the IRS, right? You know, hiring thousands more IRS agents. They're trying to track down every payment. A digital currency that's controlled by the government is going to make it much, much easier to do things like that. So I think it's, I think it's going to happen. It's just a case of, of when. A timing, right. And you mentioned the 87,000 IRS military audits or whatever yeah. come to you, right? But the, the point is for the people to understand the average working person that's working every day that might turn on the radio and hear one little piece about something, which, you know, they can't get the reality if they're listening, you know, hardly. So as they're going along and they're starting to realize that they do need some safe money and they have their money in a 401k and and they want to roll it over, right? So the, is there any tax consequences for them to do that? How, how's the process for them? Of course. So the answer, the short answer is no. So there is clearly defined U.S. tax code that allows for us to roll over. So if anyone has an eligible 401k or an IRA out there, it's sitting exposed to the markets. They have the option to roll over any portion of that 401k or IRA. And there are no tax implications or penalties because what we do is we establish a self-directed IRA. Funds are moved over from 401k to IRA. That way they stay in the customer's name. They stay in a tax-deferred structure. We can purchase physical precious metals through that account. And then from there, it works like any other IRA or 401k. You have online accounts, you have quarterly statements. If you want to liquidate, you can pick up the phone, liquidate immediately. So fully functional account. And yes, you know, you can maintain all of the tax efficiency and hold these assets within, within an IRA. 
So inside of the IRA, when they roll it over, you basically have gold and silver, or they can pick, or do you re- make recommendations? How does that work? They can choose whatever they like. So, you know, we have options for customers, gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. So they can choose from a number of options. You can look at coin versus bar, different types of coins. Remember, these are physical assets. The customer owns them. So this isn't paper. It can't be printed into oblivion. These are physical assets. We are there to guide through. So we can provide all of the information. Hey, these are some of the benefits of bars versus coins, of gold versus silver. And then it's up to the customer to decide. But like I said before, information is so important. We're there to provide it. But the customer is fully in control and they can choose exactly what physical assets they want to purchase. Are they able, people ask me this all the time, and I don't really know, are they able to have, you know, possession of them or they have to be in a caretaker, custodian? So let me explain that. So when it's an IRA, um, we can ship medals to people. It's up to, it's up to them. But okay. if we were to ship them the physical medal, that would be the equivalent of them taking cash out of their IRA and putting it in their bank account. It's a taxable event. So right. the way that it works is initially they can choose a depository and there's different options. There are Brinks facilities in Los Angeles, New York, Salt Lake City. There's Delaware depository. There's an option in Texas. So they can choose a depository. The medals are held there fully insured at all times. They're held in the customer's name and they own them. Now, from there, it works like any other IRA. They have online accounts, quarterly statements. If they want to liquidate, they can call up, liquidate, move into cash and pull it down. Now, if a customer ever wants physical possession of the metal, they can gain them as well, but it's considered a distribution. So let's say you wanted to pull 10,000 out of your IRA. You didn't want the cash. You said, hey, ship me the metals. We can ship them the metals, but they're going to have to pay tax on the portion that leaves, just like any other distribution. So yes is the short answer, but in order to maintain the tax efficiency, they're held in deposit. Right, right. And then if they use non-qualified money, then they, then they can just purchase right from you, right? Purchase and, right from us. We can ship them to them. Yeah. They can hold on to it, whatever they like. So here's someone that doesn't know anything and they're looking at, okay, what's the difference between bullion or coins? Or is there an advantage to having one over the other because there's such a, a bunch of choices there for people? Say they want to own physical metal, precious metals. Mm-hmm. Would, do you recommend bullion or coins? How do you, how do you wrap around that? It really depends on the individual, right? Okay. Everyone's a little bit different. If you're looking, you know, bars are usually the cheapest way to buy. So they get you the most metal content for your money, right? So to get right. the most ounces, bars will get it. A lot of people like coin, though, right? Coin is legal tender, right? Something like an American Eagle. It's made by the U.S. government. It's legal tender. It has recognizability. So you know, different people opt for different things. I personally have a combination. I have some coin, I have some bar, so I like to mix between the two. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time with our customers talking them through the difference, probably more time than you and I have today. But the right. short answer is they're both good. And, you know, I would consider both of them for sure. And so, and that would be the same for if you say, because some people say, just buy silver because that's the next thing in computers. You know, you hear a lot of people saying that, right? Yeah, of course. But are you are you balanced in that or are you leaning more on it one? Depends. 
Yeah, sorry to cut you off. That's okay. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on the individual as well, right? Gold and silver are very different. So gold, I would say, is the more defensive of the two. Remember, as we said, it's the most direct hedge on the dollar. And I would say it's the asset of the two that is geared more towards preservation of wealth and buying power than it is more aggressive growth. So if I'm speaking to someone, they say, look, I've got this money. I just want to preserve my buying power. I'm very defensive. That to me is someone that usually buys more gold than silver. Now, silver, very attractive, but for very different reasons. It's very cheap relative to gold today, right? Gold prices historically are at around 16 times that of silver. Today, gold's about 80 or a little more than 80 times the price of silver. Silver's really cheap. On top of that, industrial, and this is what you mentioned, industrial demand for silver is growing rapidly. It's used in electronics heavily. It's used in solar technology, electric cars. So we're seeing consumption increasing and supply is actually decreasing because we're consuming so much of it. But what it is for me is a longer term growth play. So if I spoke to someone who said, hey, between gold and silver, you know, I, you know, I want something that can grow most aggressively. I don't need to worry about touching it for, for years. What's best for me? That for me is someone who's probably going to buy more silver than gold. So they're both good. Everyone's different. So it's just about finding that that right balance for the individual. And that's what we're here to help. That's great. Boy, you really clarified that nicely. Oh, thank you. Now, this next question we may not have time for. We'll have to come back again. But just, I don't know if you can cap it, but how do you feel the the inflation quote right reduction act affects the common person <laughs> right the joke right uh yeah look the it, lying <laughs> right nonsense listen um uh, wharton school of business came out and they said the inflation reductions act impact on inflation will be statistically indistinguishable from zero. Let's be clear. This is not an inflation reduction act. In fact, if anything, it is inflationary. It's just more government spending. For me, it's a a very obvious attempt to try and buy votes. It's not going to help. So people need to prepare, I think, for, for... Inflation. That's it right there. And people need to pay attention because there's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes and what really people take time to learn about. And man, you've been such a gift today. I mean, I learned a lot that I don't even know myself because this is not my zone. And for people to follow up, you know, we have a follow up at birchgold.com backslash money 911. Because it really, in my life in three decades, uh, it's really 911. And, and the, who was that that said we're kind of like at the calm before the storm, right? It, yes, it, it feels <laughs> that way. Look, we're seeing all of the signs, volatility, you know, political unrest. This is always the calm before the storm. I, I can't say it better than that. That's right. That's it. So I encourage everybody to go to birchgold.com backslash money91. And then you can, they got a, you know, free download and learn about it and take time out of your life to protect your assets and be safe so you can have a fabulous future. Philip, you're a blessing. We really appreciate having you on the show and hopefully we'll have you back again. I look forward to it. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to 
meetwithchrismiller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.